and it's not going to be worrisome and it's not going to be the fear is different because the fear is I just I want to be able to show up in my in my best in my best light Welcome to the Wild and Creative Podcast. This is your host, Sarah Marie Thompson from wildandcreative.com. I'm a creative lifestyle expert and soul guide, and I am so excited that you are here because we are going to be diving into fun, creative, magical topics on every single episode. I would love it if you could help me rank higher on the iTunes podcast menu. So all you have to do to help me out is subscribe to this podcast. Let's get into this episode. Okay, I have Dana Kuhn with me, who's one of my favorite people. Dana is a divine purpose guide, and her whole gist of why she does what she does is really about helping people create the freedom to choose joy and live their truth with dynamic grace. How much better can you really get than that? (laughs) Welcome, Dana. Thank you so much for chatting with us. Oh, thank you for having me. This is just a fabulous experience. I'm so excited. (laughs) So I'm going to dive into just some like super juicy questions. Like let's like cut the bullshit and just get like really, really deep here. (laughs) Tell me about how you feel about the word purpose and what does it really mean to you? Because I mean, I know that over the past few years, especially online, it's all about living your purpose, right? People are not just willing to work the nine to five anymore that brings them an income, right? They really want to connect with their purpose and their reason for being here. So what does that really mean for you? And how has that been a guiding light for you? Ooh, I love, I love the word purpose. Um, I think it comes down to what makes you feel on fire what makes you feel um it doesn't have to be something gigantic it doesn't have to be you know desire to be the next female president it doesn't have to be i mean it could be what baking makes you feel fabulous and you giving that to your children it can be um going to a local shelter and just sitting with a dog that doesn't have an owner yet i mean it's it can be something that just brings you to that sacred space and center um, and reminds you of the joy of being a child. I think that's so we lose that as we get older and we forget that that was our playful side that really brought us so much joy. So, you know, being on purpose and finding your purpose doesn't have to be Mother Teresa. It can be it can be something that brings you joy every single day, um, whether you want that to just be in your personal life or if you feel you can flip it into your work life. Do you think that purpose has something to do with simplicity? Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's, I think um, we make everything so much larger than it has to be. Um, we can confuse our time here on earth school, as you will, um, to be something much grander than, you know, what it needs to be. The life lessons are everywhere around us and being conscious of what those things are, allowing yourself to be conscious of what those things are, um, and seeing what those things are, I think can, can really help you just hone in and, and define what, 
what your purpose is. It doesn't have to be any, it doesn't, it's not anybody else's. It's whatever that, that little spark you can turn into a fueled fire. So we had been talking earlier about really slowing down to basically figure out, you know, what's your fastest way to expand is really about slowing down and getting simple, right? And just bringing it back to basics. What has that looked like for you? Like, how have you really brought it back to basics, like in in these last years? So I, um, as a child, was full speed, balls to the walls, 110%. Um, I think coming out the shoot, I totally was that way. My mom would always say, there she goes again, she's sitting down, she's talking all the time, she's running around like crazy. My auntie used to make, just laugh and laugh and laugh at me and my mom would shake her head, right? So I had this abundance um, energy that made me run and run and run. And as it progressed in life, um, it, it made me feel like I had to be a part of everything. It made me feel like I had to have so many friends. It made me feel like I, I had to be at every party, that I, that I um, was missing out constantly because I was grabbing from every external source that I could grab from. And as I've, I've gotten older, I seem to be grabbing or yearning for these things that bring me back to center. Um, massage therapy was one way that I could pull it into center. Then I did all of this healing work with Reiki that brought me back into center. I was really trying to find my connection with spirit. I was trying so, so, so hard. And the outside of my world was completely reckless. And they say, you know, your outside defines your inside, right? So as I've gotten older and I've had children, um, I've, I've had to slow down oddly enough because not just to be in the moment with them, but also because I was so freaking tired (laughs) whenever I would slow down, I would fall asleep or whenever they'd be with their dad, I would just take a nap and I would start to have nourishing time for myself. So to be able to just slow down, whether it's sit on the couch and close my eyes for 10 minutes and just say a mantra to myself or, um, get, go to a yoga class and just breathe or sit in meditation for five minutes or listen to a podcast of, something that was inspirational or see something on Gaia that was that that brought me into something of a different way of thinking or watch a fantastic movie. It was just all about slowing down so that I wasn't so external and I was really sitting more with myself. It's funny, as you were saying that, I just <clears throat> like imagined you like at a buffet, like grabbing like every single <laughs> thing and you know, that's so true, right? Like, if you look at that, like, normally when we go to a buffet, we're so excited about all this delicious, beautiful food. And so we, like, pile our plate with, like, salad. And then we're like, <laughs> shit, I don't have enough room for, like, anything else, like, on my plate. And realistically, that's kind of the same thing you were talking about energetically, right? When yeah. we take a moment, slow down, we can actually choose our most favorite things and put them on our plate, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, live better like that. Yeah. Um, I want to really, oh, gosh, this is, like, something that... I'm very excited to ask you about because I know that you have such a wonderful feminine energy to you. Um, You are very dynamic. And my question is now in 2018, there are so many women online that are striving to find their purpose. And in doing so, they are, are putting on themselves an unbelievable amount of pressure and other feelings such as guilt, maybe for moving towards that direction. 
how have you experienced that in the past if you have and also what would you tell somebody that's listening right now that is feeling unbelievable overwhelm confusion guilt all those emotions that come with the whole journey of finding your purpose so I always felt like I needed to belong to something. You know, I needed to be involved in something. Um, there was a, a company that I was involved in, and it was all really about, like, nourishing and being a better, stronger person. And, you know, uh, it was a health company. And I continued to find myself um, more stressed out, um, pushed into something I was very uncomfortable doing. Um, I felt like I was selling something instead of it coming from my heart. I didn't feel, I felt like I was, um, what is the word? Um, a fraud. I felt like, um, I wasn't, there was part of it that I absolutely loved, but maybe that was 20%. I wasn't, um, I utilized it for my, my own well-being, but it was very hard for me to step outside of that and really um, give love and nourish other people. So at, I realized that that was just too much stress in something was causing something for me not to work out to my highest good. So... I just pulled back and then I realized, okay, well, I was doing the same thing with massage therapy and I was working for someone else and I was, you know, giving away so much of myself and not really feeling like I was getting something in return. So then I said, you know what, enough is enough and I'm going to step into my grace and I'm actually going to have my own studio. And with that, it was really scary. But with that, it was just this most amazing, just, I felt like there was a zipper on the front of my body and I unzipped my skin suit and I stepped out and I was like, I'm here. I can do whatever I want. I can be whoever I want. I can touch whoever I want. Like my life is fabulous. And in that moment, I realized that <clears throat> If I do something that is totally in alignment with myself and something that makes me truly happy and something that, that is from my soul, that um, it's not going to be stressful instead of giving away my light to someone else. The, the excitement and the fear is equal, and you know that that yeah. really is the path to go down, right? Like, in those when you said, oh, I'm going to open my own studio, there must have been a lot of, a lot of things flooding in there, overwhelm and different uh, figures and numbers flying around in your head and all that kind of stuff, but then the, the, overall, the overall just feeling that you had was just of divine purpose. Yep, and I also knew that I had to ask other people for help. Like, what, what parts of my expedition um, am I really good at? And what parts am I not so good at? Mm -hmm. And how can I step into that with grace? And how can I have other people hold me and lift me up towards my journey? And I was lucky enough to have someone say, come into my clinic and this is where your space is. I had people say, I'm, you know, I'm proud of you and this is what I'm going to do to help you get started. You know, I believe in you, blah, 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 blah. Let's make this thing work. And so I had to step out of being so independent, even though this was independently mine and know that it takes, it, you know, it takes a village to raise your children. It takes a village to, you know, make things happen. It, there's a lot more cohesiveness in a sisterhood will have you 
um, by, by bringing together that unified energy. I am assuming that you've been through a lot of ups and downs in your life, as most people have, right? Lots of roller coasters of emotions and different experiences and all that kind of stuff. But what has been your biggest life hurdle that you can really think of and yet your most valuable experience that has really brought you to this point? Do you have like a really big aha moment that sticks out in your mind? Uh, you know, for, for me, um, I always had an issue with fitting in and, and what I, what I would end up doing is just going with the flow and then stepping into everybody else's ideas. Right. And then I got out of college and I was like, I'm going to go and experience California. So I went and I experienced California and I was always the, the last one to leave the party. I was getting myself into quite a lot of pickles um, partying from like Thursday to Monday morning, you know, and just, and, and still trying to pull off, um, holding a job. Right. Mm -hmm. So I got myself lost in a world where, um, there wasn't any rules and I got myself lost in a world where I was being very irresponsible and, um, it was dampening and dimming my fire like you would not believe. I didn't – the only thing I knew was I was an amazing dancer on the dance floor, and that's where I was going, and that's where my church was, and that's where um, my livelihood was, and that's where I could escape because I didn't know what the hell I was doing with myself, right? And I was living in Los Angeles, and my mom said to me, you've got to have a skill that nobody will ever take away from you. I'm like, why? I'm – why mom? Like, what am I going to do? And she said, well, you love to rub your dad's feet, go to massage therapy school. And I was like, ah, right. So I went to school in San Francisco. (laughs) As of all of them, it's just like, well, you love to rub your dad's feet. So (laughs) head in that direction. (laughs) That's totally what it was, but it was so ridiculous. It was so ridiculous. I'm like, oh, great. I've rubbed my dad's feet a million times. And now he's the one that gets to, he gets to reap the rewards of me, you know, rubbing his feet. Um, and I went to school, and, and from the first day, things just started to, to shift and move, and I wasn't so outside of my body. I was inside my body, and that's where I started my Reiki practice, and you know that's where everything started to unfold. And I knew that there was something inside of me that needed to be heard, and it was that it was, it was my, my kindred spirit that I had lost so long ago, and that had been, you know, just slowly milked and dripped out of uh, out of my essence for the eight years I lived in California and it was time for me to make a freaking change and and I left and I got out of I got out of that and I was able to start my shift and that was my first aha moment for sure isn't it interesting how the trajectory of your life actually changed at that moment where your mom was like, well, you like rubbing your dad's feet, so massage school it is. I mean, it's been, like, it's been as simple as like, well, you like raking the lawn, so you're going to go into landscaping. Like, you know, totally. could have been. <laughs> so I guess the thing I'm thinking is, I'm wondering what your answer is for this, is, you know, when it comes to somebody's purpose, right? I think that I think that people can have multiple purposes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like there's not yeah. just one thing that people are here to do. It really is a 
dichotomy of things that make them feel really, really good. But when it comes to someone truly and undoubtedly stepping into their highest power, do you think that it has something to do with the events in their life that has led up to that point? Or do you think that it's something within them that has always been there since birth or since soul creation, if you will? Oh, so I believe that we have many lives and we have lessons that we need to learn in each live or it kind of bleeds over into the next one, right? I think that's just kind of the, the chronological order of things since our soul was birthed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but when it comes to your purpose and this amount of short time that we have, I honestly believe that everything that you, that, that you have done that has happened to you, that if you, you've allowed to this very second definitely leads you to your purpose. Um, I I believe that we are our biggest teacher. Um, I believe if, if you think about it truthfully, and as me and you have talked about before, you know, you look at yourself 10 years ago, and what would you say to that person 10 years ago? And you have so much life knowledge in that 10 years. And I know you would have a lot to say. And I think it's your purpose can actually be found in how would you help that, that girl 10 years ago? Mm-hmm. How would you help that kid? You know, how would you help your little, your little soul when you were five? Mm-hmm. You know, what would you remind that person to do? And, and that takes a lot of digging. And that takes um, bravery. But it, but it, it really, it's you know, do you have the balls to step into that and, and do the work and doing the work? I mean, it's not like, you know, setting up mantras and going to yoga every day. It's, it, that's not the part of the work that I'm, I'm thinking of. The part of the work that I think of is when something comes up, whether it's a trigger, it's a feeling and it's emotion, <clears throat> do you have the balls to acknowledge that that is something that is affecting you and how can you shift that? Like something that needs to be cured in a way. Yeah. Or something that <clears throat> needs to be held, needs to be hugged, needs to be cured, needs to be forgiven, mm-hmm. um, needs to be sweetened. Um, how, how can you help that with whatever emotion it is? How can you support that emotion? What do you think the road has been like for you when it comes to finding clarity? Because a lot of people don't want to find clarity because it means that something in their life is going to change, hopefully Mm -hmm. for the better, but it means that something's going to change and your ego doesn't like that, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So there's been a lot of moments in your life where you have found that clarity or it's an always evolving uh, type of wheel, but what would you say to somebody right now that is, is dealing with the fog of having overwhelm in life, not knowing their direction, just maybe they're hearing voices from all different people telling them what way to go. When it's their time to really understand and get clear on what they're supposed to be doing, even just the next step, they don't have to figure out their purpose, but just Mm -hmm. the next step. What kind of advice would you give to them in in that moment where they're feeling feeling fearful? Mm -hmm. Well, I know that monkey chatter is, um, is very loud in my brain a lot of times. And um, I was listening to a woman the other day that said, you know, those thought patterns and your ego are always going to be there, right? You're going to hear things from everybody, from your grandma to your brother to 
you know, the person that you work for that are going to try and give you their opinion and shift the way that you're going. And it can get very, very loud. One thing that she suggested was <clears throat> you have to be resilient on when you hear that to acknowledge it and to shift it into love. So negative thought comes in. Wow, Dana, you put on some pounds. As my girls would say too, mama, your butt's fat. Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> shift it to, yeah, this, this body carried two beautiful kids. It's been under a shit ton of stress since the divorce of, of your husband. <clears throat> You've had two relationships that were just freaking crazy. And you love wine. So what are you going to do? How do you figure out a way to shift it? And for me, the, the thing that I had to do was slow down. Um, every time I sat down and wrote out all of my feelings, um, that helped a lot because I could go back and find out what, what were those main things that were popping up for me that, um, that kind of um, showed a rhythm of, of my uncomfortability, right? Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> yeah, mantras and yoga and all of the beautiful things are really, really good for yourself, but you have to slow down and listen. You have to be brave enough to write out what you like and what you don't like and act on those things that you really do like and allow those things that you don't like to kind of sit to the side. And you have to also consider the source when people are talking to you. You kind of have to, um, if, if people are putting you, giving you direction that isn't supporting you 110% their fear, it's not yours. Mm -hmm. So how can you do not, how can you take that in and then allow it to dissipate and respond with grace and love and say, thank you. And, and you don't ever, you don't have to tell people what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You just need to listen to that inner voice that's always speaking to you. And of course, friends and family are not always the best advice givers, right? <laughs> They're usually the, uh, the ones that understand the, your direction the least, right? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. They know so many sides of you, right? And um, so, yeah, definitely that is something to consider. <laughs> I feel like we haven't even talked about metaphysics or energy work or anything like that. And that's such a huge part of your life and a huge part of how you have got to this point, which is so unbelievable and interesting. Uh, please give us a little bit, shed a little bit of light on that. Like what is, oh, like what is energy work and metaphysics like in your life right now? You know, right now, it seems to be heightening even more. <clears throat> um, energy work is always on for me. Um, I've gotten myself to, uh, to the point where um, I have been attuned to Litarian Reiki, which is uh, known to be the highest level of Reiki on the planet. And why I did that, I turned 40 and I was like, let's just roll with it. Let's see how how attuned and ascended I could be. And, and, and so it's just magnified more and more and more as I've come into the realization of my power. Um, I, it's very bizarre to me, <clears throat> but I can see, I can, I can see like mists of white. And when I work on people, I can sometimes uh, see one woman I worked on. I saw an Indian chief in the corner. Um, my dad is in my house and I can feel him. I have conversations with him all the time. It's pretty bizarre in my head. I have conversations with a lot of people in my head. I think sometimes I think I'm crazy, but, um, that's besides the point. I, 
I, I just, I just know that there is so much more for me to uncover within myself so that I can step into my grace and my purpose, divine purpose, so that I can help so many other people do that. So what's unfolding for me right now is just following the signs. Um, I got this, you know, I got my beautiful moon tattoo and ever since I got the um, got the tattoo, my, my healings have magnified. It's been crazy. And I think why, no, I know why they have is because this is a symbol to myself. It's the seven phases of the moon. <clears throat> and on one end is a Nordic symbol for um, openness that goes towards my heart. And then on the bottom is a Nordic symbol for protection, which goes towards my left palm. <clears throat> and energy flows in the left side of my body for me and outside my right side when I'm working on people. And what this is, is it's honoring myself in every single phase that I am in. The moon shows up every single day, whether she's full or half or blue or covered. She is always there. And she affects so much of all of us that this is just in honor of um, me showing up as my imperfect, perfect self, right? So I'm finding all of these clues everywhere, and it could be serendipity, but I just honestly think that it's just um, the, divine, the divine shifting the way that it does. Um, but every single day, there's more magnificent things that I see, and, and I've really plugged myself into making sure that I, I'm on that path of you know, sinking into Mother Earth and stretching up to Father Sky and really being a conduit for as many people as I can. I know we can't come up with kind of like a how-to for everybody to go to go through because everybody's life is different. But do you think that maybe one of the easiest ways to find your purpose is to actually forget about the whole process and just live without judgment and live without expectation? Mm -hmm. Because when I think about that and I say it out loud, I instantly think back to a time before, remember before the movie The Secret came out? Mm -hmm. And I was, mm -hmm. and I was living a happy life and I was, you know, I think I was manifesting things because I was thinking about them, thinking positively. And then when the movie The Secret came out, I was like really messed up. I was overanalyzing everything. I was, you know, um, having so much expectation for different things. I was trying to quote, quote, manifest in like, you know, it was a whole other ball game. And although some people are like, I just love that movie, The Secret. For me, it was a really dark time for about three or four months because I was really navigating the waters of like, okay, I think I have to do it this way, but I had been doing it right all along before I even knew any better. So that kind of what we're talking about now just kind of reminds me of that time. So for people that are, I want to say trying too hard, Mm -hmm. right now or are holding such expectations for themselves or not giving themselves a break or having so much guilt about not manifesting the things that they want like what do you think is kind of the in a nutshell like the how-to guide to get over that even in just you know even in just kind of a statement I'm going to bring up a story really quick and then I'm going to get back to that there's, here's a physical, here's a physical thing that I had there's here's an ego thing that I had to get over with my Reiki practice I was attuned to Reiki was before uh, my higher level and I knew that I had um, a gift, right? And I would go into these sessions and be like, 
and, and say to myself, I am a healer. I, I am here to heal you, you know, and, and it was, it was such a big weight that I carried because I thought I was supposed to be involved. Right. And then time passed. And one day I was just like, fuck it. Excuse my French. It's not me. It's, it's not me. I am here as a conduit. I'm here as the middleman, right? I'm here to just help and whatever they take, they take and whatever they need, they need. Right. So from then on, my whole practice shifted because I was out of what I wasn't, I wasn't worried about the process and I wasn't, I wasn't worried what would, I wasn't tied to the outcome. And I think that's really important when you, when you think about a how-to guide is you can learn from so many people and you can be on Facebook groups and you can look at YouTube and you can watch movies and you can try and soak in all this information, which I do think is really important. But what it comes down to is you have to just trust the process. You have to surrender to the process and not worry about what the big outcome is going to be. And that's what I have to remember every single day is, okay, I do desire these things, right? But my desire for getting to the end can't be what I put my focus on. My desire needs to be now and, 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 relishing in that and having fun with that and being positive about that and being happy about that and saying things now that how I would feel in the future. I was driving down the road the other day and I was like saying to myself, it was very bizarre. I had the radio up and I'm like, I'm in a fantastic, beautiful Jeep. I own a Jeep, but I wanted a better Jeep. And so I was like, I am in a Jeep. I got my Bose radio on. I'm listening to music. And I'm like, look at all these people. And I, it was very weird. It was like I was, uh, I was in that Jeep. And I have never done that. I just got butterflies. I have never done that. I've never been able to do that. I've never been able to be like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, the abundance that I want. This is the feeling that I want. Or, oh, I want to go on this vacation. So this is what I'm going to feel like when I'm on that vacation. I've, I've never been able to wrap my brain around that. Until I was driving in my fake Jeep. It was fantastic. Like surrendering to the whole idea of, you know, embodying that now and actually feeling totally, totally normal about it. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. It's, it's, it's so true. Like, again, bringing it back to what we're talking about at the beginning, like bringing it back to simplicity, like just like the yeah. simple things in life. Because, you know, sometimes I think I look at, you know, different people that are creating different things in their life and they're so unbelievably like crazy go-getters and they're just powerhouses and they're working every single second and all this kind of stuff. And I just kind of, I, that's not me to, to that point. I'm definitely somebody who, uh, you know, works hard, you know, strives for the things that I want, but I also, it's very important for me to, in the day to day, just enjoy moments to myself just enjoy moments of quiet just enjoy the present moment um even that even if that's just you know having a slow couple hours and then you know working on other things it's just so important and i know that so many people don't do that or don't give themselves that 
luxury because they feel the guilt and they feel the whole um, pressure behind reaching their goal. And if they take a moment break, they're not going to reach their goal. It's like, it's all going to like, it's all going to fall apart kind of thing. And people that do that, I don't know what your take is on it, but I don't know. It just feels so sad because, you know, they're going to get to hopefully their goal, you know, in the near, you know, couple years or a couple months or even in 10 years from now. And they'll look back and I don't know if they're really going to be able to remember the last 10 years that happened. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Ha- has there been a part in your life where you were so kind of go, 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 go that it almost feels like, I don't know, like not that you can't remember it, but that you didn't, you didn't use that time to the best of your advantage. Oh, absolutely. I lived, um, when I lived in LA, I was in music video production and I was in, I was a production assistant for three years. So I worked in a production house and then after that it was a post-production house. And so I was connected to uh, a cell phone. I had my computer. I was working on sets. I was working in the office. I mean, I was spun so tight that to look back at at that period of time just kind of seems like gray matter. Um, I, I, I would never say that, you know, I lost those three years. I know that I gained, it was, it was a fabulous while I was in it, but I was really tired and I was really drained and I didn't, I didn't have any time for nourishment. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I went to the beach that much. I wouldn't say that, you know, I, I did really any core exercise. I wouldn't say that I, you know, I met any super quality people. I, I never had um, soul, soul food you're just at on, all. You're just on autopilot for those years. Absolutely. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's the thing that's really draining for people. And even if they don't, aren't aware of it is being on autopilot, right? Being on autopilot mm-hmm. with striving for your goal, being on autopilot for whatever, trying to lose 20 pounds, right? And yeah. you just get so fixated on that end result that everything in between, it's like the journey is like lost, mm-hmm. right? But really, right. like the journey is like your amazing life that like in every day should just be cherished and you're going to learn different things and you're going to see different signs and if you're just constantly only have tunnel vision you're not going to see those signs right mm-hmm. um i wanted to share with everybody that you're one of my favorite people because, <laughs> I because love you. <laughs> you are so honest in your journey like you're one of those people that is always willing to share what's going on like you never have any hold back in any way and also you have such a strong connection to the universal magic around you mm-hmm. you also have that kind of childlike wonder which we were talking about even before we got on today <laughs> And, um, and I know that that is a really awesome combination for what you're going to be creating in your life, right? It's very unique and it's, it's going to be very magical for the women that are listening. What would you tell them is kind of the first step for them to do today in order for them to feel a little bit more grounded, a little bit more present, a little bit more connected to the direction that they're supposed to be moving into the first the first oddly I don't know why this popped up but the first thing I just thought of was <laughs> put on some Justin Timberlake and dance I don't know I let love him <laughs> let it go just let it go I mean but it, that's one thing it's such a primitive beautiful wonderful thing that that we've had for so long and it's just people getting together and finding joy in some in some way right 
we put so much pressure on what we should be doing and we forget so much about just like a little luscious point in our life, right? And so like even with me, I'll, my girls will be dancing around or singing and I'll just turn on the radio and be like, it's time to dance. And they're like, mom, you're so weird. They're seven and a half and six. It's time to dance. And we'll just jump around and just get all of the extra googlies out and we're totally, totally fine. It's just finding a way to, to shake the shit off. Totally. Like, let it go. How do you do? I don't care if you decide to pick up a, an ice cream cone and sing into it. Or, you know, and it doesn't matter if, you know, you can carry a tune. Or if you, you know, do the MC Hammer Dance. You know, or just do something super goofy to make yourself laugh. Laughter is, like, key in my life. Absolutely key. Um, but it's just, it's knowing that you have a goal you want to get to, but how can you infuse that with joy and laughter? Do you think that the answers to, you know, signs coming into your life or even those revelations that you might have are hidden within, I'm going to call them like sacred moments of laughter or sacred moments of nothingness mm -hmm. or sacred moments of just, you know, being present, like for even five minutes, right? Like I know that sounds so yeah. Fun. I know that sounds so funny because it's such a simple, it's like our birthright and it's our like first, um, what, what do I even call it? Like it's our, our first task is to be present. Right. <laughs> and yet yeah. it's one of the hardest things for people to do. Right. <laughs> it doesn't totally. Sense. It doesn't make sense. It's, it's, we're so used to, we get so, we feel so guilty around slowing down. Yeah. We, we, a lot of people feel guilty, like moms feel guilty if, and I did this for a long period of time. I had separation anxiety from my children really bad. And I felt, <clears throat> when they were little, and I felt like if I did something for myself, I couldn't get my thought away from, are they okay? So t for me just to sit, and now I'm like, you know what? They're at school. It doesn't matter. Or they're with their dad. It doesn't matter. Or you know, they're at a friend's house, it doesn't matter. Or they're downstairs drawing or playing. I have five minutes. Like, how can I take the five minutes to slow down and mm -hmm. give it to me and not feel bad about it? And as soon, honestly, as soon as I started just slowly carving out, and when I would hear the monkey chatter of, are you sure, should you be doing that? I'd be like, hell yes, I should be doing that. Like, <laughs> stop talking to me. <laughs> I'm supposed to be meditating. Leave me alone. <laughs> I was okay. In that five minutes, because I could give myself that five minutes. So every shifts happen a little bit at a time. You don't have to go to an ashram and sit there for 30 days and not talk to anybody. Yeah. You know, you, but it's, it's being conscious of giving yourself a little bit of shift every single day mm -hmm. and not feeling guilty, feeling excited and happy that you're doing that for yourself. And it's so funny because a majority of the people that are probably going to be listening to this are, you know, probably creatives. Some of them are probably A-type personalities that, you know, have a bazillion goals and a bazillion, you know, journals and to-do lists of all these things that they want to have happen. And I mean, I'm there. I'm definitely, I know that that, I know that firsthand. And it's so interesting because, you know, a couple of years ago, I... I really had to teach myself that if I'm watching TV, it's okay to just watch TV. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be also reading a book at the same time <laughs> on your computer or creating something or what have you. And it was such a hard task for me to do. Like I would be, I'd sit there, watch TV and be like, okay, 
it's all good. Just lay back. Okay. Put down the remote. You're watching. <laughs> like it was like I had to talk myself through it because I had always been someone who was, you know, just so excited about life and getting all these things done and just crossing things off my list. And, um, but again, it's just those moments where you like can talk yourself into just being a little bit more present. I know that's kind mm-hmm. of funny talking about TV, right? And a lot of people don't like TV, but, but again, <laughs> allowing yourself to be, I think that's it, right? Yeah. Allowing yourself to, to really be. And also, also too, to just, um, uh, not, what am I looking for? Um, like if there's dishes in the sink, it's okay. If there's dishes in the sink. You can still go outside and go for your walk. The yeah. di- it doesn't really matter. Or, oh my God, I've got laundry in the washer that needs to go to the dryer, but I really need to go to the grocery store. Use the laundry. Go to the grocery store. I mean, it's like, I used to think, and I was chronically late because I would have all of these things that I had to do before I could leave the house, right? And I was like, someone calls you up and is like, Dana, where are you? And you're like, oh, I'm just scrubbing my tub. And they're like, (laughs) (laughs) you're like 30 minutes. That's what's called. Coon time, because my last name is Coon, and so my family, my brother would be like, oh, Dana's on Coon time, she's like half an hour late, and I'm like, what? Like, I never, I never really got it, and they're, you just let go, like, release, just allow yourself to mental, re- mentally release from those things that are, they, that are grabbing you that, you know, you should be doing. Right. Or have to get done before or have to get done now or they're on your list, you know? It's ridiculous. The buffet, the buffet <laughs> everything that you need to do, right? And no, you know what? It's real though. Like for me, it's um it's vacuuming. If I know the floor mm. is vacuumed, I'm like really, really into my task. Yeah. Into See, there are vacuum. some things like that. Oh yeah. Like you vacuum and you and I wash the floor and like my house is clean. I don't care if there's pillows from the girls and blankets everywhere. I'm like, oh my god, this is fantastic. The bottom layer's done. <laughs> it, is, it is funny though, because so many, we, I think the thing for women too, is that we love crossing things off our to-do list. So yeah. it's like, we have this big project that we're working on and we know we have to dive into it. And we're like, you know, probably an hour late diving into it. Yeah. We're looking around, looking at the dishes, looking at vacuuming, you know, looking at the laundry, all that kind of stuff and thinking to ourselves, well, if I just add those to my list, I can actually cross more things off and mm-hmm. like not getting done what you really, really, really want to get done. Yeah. So yeah, again, really being aware of having that separation with your mm-hmm. time, knowing that some things can wait, it's not a big deal. And I guess, you know what, just following your heart, like in those moments, because if your heart really wants to do the laundry, then like, by all means, go, go do the laundry, right? But yeah. if your heart is really wanting to work on something that is going to nourish your soul and also, you know, help you expand more, then I would suggest that you work on that, right? Right. And I ask myself a lot, like I'll say, do I want to do this? Do, does this need to get done? And I'll just wait and listen. Like there was one morning that I was sleeping in, my alarm went off and I'm like, I don't think I'm ready to wake up yet. I'm, I'm not ready to wake up yet. And I went back to sleep for another hour and I felt amazing. So it was just like listening to my inner guide. You know, I know I should vacuum. Do I want to vacuum now? Uh, yes, that's vacuum. You know, it's, yeah. it's just listening and acknowledging and then allowing other things to slip away. So before we wrap up, you know, I'd love to just dive back into what you do just for a moment, which you are a divine purpose guide. So you really do help women find freedom to choose joy and live their truth with dynamic grace. I mean, I think that it's all encompassed in that phrase there, but just in a nutshell and in layman's terms for all Mm -hmm. of us. 
Mm-hmm. Can you kind of give us the, the rundown just in a few sentences of like, what is the real gist that you do for people? How do you really help change their life? I help, I help women remember their gifts and I help them bring that to light, whatever that is. And I help them remember grace and grace for themselves while they're doing that. Um, we're so good at thinking we need to be somewhere else further than where we are. And that gets us way further away from ourselves. So I love to think of it as, as, you know, octopus arms reaching really far out, trying to reach all the things on the buffet. Right. And how, how can we just bring it on in for one maple bar? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Let's go straight yeah. to the dessert. Straight to the dessert. Have that. That's what you want. Totally. That's, that's the divine. Yes. <laughs> well, I thank you so much for chatting with us. You know, if if anybody is listening and they have found some awesome aha moments, and even the things that we've been talking about, you know, if you guys resonate, Dana is your lady. Um, check her out at danacoon.com. And she will be able to help you honestly find out what your real passion for life is and honestly awaken to your calling, to your, to your divine purpose. She is a magic worker. So thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you again soon. Bye. Well, until next time, check out wildandcreative.com where you can find me as well as a ton of other fun and creative things for you to take part in. Thanks for listening.